All right, I'm recording. All right. Welcome to the third episode of... Um, <laughs> I fucking forgot the name of the podcast already, man. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you live hardcore, man. Wow, yeah, that's how bad it is. I, I like like that. I got so ready, was so ready. You ever, like, you get to the moment and then you just completely blank. You ever do that on stage with stand-up, too? I've done that, man, yeah, where I dude. thought I was ready, and I just got on stage and went blank the second I hit stage. Oh, it's like I had literally... to, like, look at my notes instantly. Dude, that happened to me my first set, like, ever. <laughs> I, w- yeah. I, bl- I went blank on my first set, and it was, like, literally the most terrifying experience I've ever had in comedy still to this day. I think it's better that it happens on your first set than way later on in the game, like it's happened to me, you know? Like, I've definitely... I, uh... I had another comment because I was trying to get off of like using my notes all the time at a certain yeah. point, like a couple years in. And they're like in this other comic, uh, I could say their name. They're a local comic. It doesn't really Mike Czar. It does, oh, most yeah. People won't, most people won't know who he is. But regardless, uh, super funny comic. But he told me he's like, I was like, how do you not use your notes up there? He's like, I just stopped taking my notes up on stage with me. And eventually I learned to memorize my shit. He's like, and you just realize you actually know your stuff better than you do once you stop taking your notes up there. And uh, yeah. so I tried it and then went on stage. It was like, uh, and, like didn't remember anything. Oh, and yeah. it was bad. Uh, that is terrifying. That sucks, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like maybe two years in trying to do crowd work, which is like the worst. <laughs> like, oh, wants to no. See a two-year comic doing crowd work. Yeah, no, that's bad, dude. Holy shit. But yeah. All right. Anyway, we should get into fucking metal and hardcore music, man. That's what we're here for. I just went blank at the beginning. <clears throat> this is unless you live hardcore. I'm Kyle Forsyth. I'm Jake Ford. What's up? What's up? We're the hosts here. We're comedians, if you haven't already figured that out. So we're not totally qualified to talk about metal or hardcore, but we're going to anyways. So Yeah, uh, you gotta you gotta stop saying that, dude. <laughs> I, I, we are very qualified and don't make people think otherwise, bro. I'm fucking trying to get some credibility going on this pod. <laughs> stop being like, Oh, we're not even fucking good at music. Shut up, Kyle. We know about music. And I think we have a refined palette of music. We both played music over the years and played instruments and have a deep collection of music knowledge as well. And yeah, uh, dude. not just the uh, not just like knowledge of the musicians, but knowledge of how music works in and of itself. I mean, I do undermine our credibility, but, you know, it's like most people, they I think it's like. I think almost in the hardcore metal community, it takes being in a band that was notable at some point for them to feel like you have credibility, you know? And, like, neither of us have been in a notable band, I guess. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. You have. I mean, you've I been have, in bands. But like, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't think that's, that it's that way in, like, the traditional hardcore scene. Because, really, dude, the lifespan of, like, a real traditional hardcore band is one album. Yeah. Like, hardcore bands will drop an album... <laughs> They'll tour upstate New York for like one week and then they're like, all right, we're done. Like we got other stuff going on. We're done. That's that's yeah. a lot of like traditional like beat down fucking straight up hardcore bands. Like that's just their lifespan. So almost all hardcore bands aren't notable. In a yeah, way. that's why it's like wild when, uh, you know, uh, a band like knocked loose or something like knocked through the mainstream and ends up getting a longer life form, you know, like they're at about 10 years in now or something, you know, and, yeah, like, in the hardcore scene. So I think that's why it becomes notable. Uh, 
so I mean, we could just knock, jump into knocked loose, honestly. Yeah, we're that's doing what a we deep... are gonna focus on anyways. Yeah, we're doing a but... deep dive on knocked loose anyways. So let's I think that's right why, it. like, what a band like knocked loose does, like a ten year anniversary show. It seems like a major deal, you know, because there's not, I think, at this point, a ton of hardcore bands that are still doing it that many years in. I mean, there are, but there aren't, you know, there's like, you get like a terror or something, but it's like, which is wild because even terror now, like, (laughs) opens for Knocked Loose, you know? I mean, it's funny because like, terror really hasn't even been around that long compared to like, I mean, Eated was around longer than terror was. Terror didn't start to like, 06, which I was kind of surprised by. I thought they'd been around a little bit longer than that. Yeah, that is shockingly not that long. Um, yeah, I thought that they had been around since a little earlier than that. I thought it was about like oh two or something. I, think, I mean, because I, I know Norma Jean's been around since like almost. They've been around well, since like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. they've been. Around, but they don't Jean, even. It's Norma wild. Jean has like none of the original members though. That's none of, Norma Jean is honestly like an artist collective at this point. They're like the bone of air of hardcore music, dude. They yeah. always have new members. They always have new shit going on. So it's just like, I love I love Norma Jean's music, but I don't even consider them like, I don't know, like a real band in a weird way. Like, they're because they're always just yeah. kind of hopping around from member to member anyways. And none of the original members are there. None That's of them. That's how I sort of feel about Of Mice and Men as well. Like, there's no single member in that band who was originally in that band. What about the drummer? Anymore. Isn't Valentino no. still there? It was there? two dudes. There's two dudes who started it. It was Austin Carlisle and this dude named, like, Jackson. It was two guys. Yeah, I know, but he isn't Valentino the original drummer? Their first songs they put out, their first two songs they ever put out, which is Austin and this other dude, Jackson. Okay. And there's, like, nobody else who played on it. From my understanding, <laughs> if I remember correctly, but... As far as I'm concerned, there's no original members in that band, and it's okay. really weird. Um, but yeah. well, we could go yeah, on a whole. It doesn't Austin matter. But we're on fucking Carlisle <laughs> tangent about what a fucking piece of work that guy is. So <laughs> yeah, he's an interesting character. Um, yeah, you could. That's, yeah, a, that's a word you could use. He's somebody who would get kicked off a knocked loose tour at this point. Honestly. Yeah, dude. They wouldn't buy. They would never tour with a band like of Mice and Men. I don't think. Yeah, no, that's uh, it is interesting though. Knocked Loose in the hardcore scene is one of the bands that uh, seems to really stand behind their values, and yeah, uh, they've like knocked a bunch of bands off of tours in the past. I you think know, most bands shit. in that scene sense. are like that, dude. Like, not yeah, it seems like every other week there's one. Well, they just don't tolerate like shithead behavior, which I can kind of respect because there was, dude, when I was playing music in like, uh, just like metal and hardcore scenes, like. There was so much behavior going on that I was like, what the fuck, dude? And then, like, years later, I tried bringing that up about how, like, it was, like, after Travis Scott got in trouble. And then, like, all the metal community just, like, had their fucking heads up their ass about how that would never happen at a hardcore show. And I'm like, dude, I have seen people get their teeth knocked out. Dude, I've seen I've seen a circle pit where nobody was picking anybody up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a massive circle pit at Warp Tour around the sound booth while As I Lay Dying was playing. Like, in the, like which, the, with the vocalist who is now in jail for murder. Let's put it there. Uh, like, uh, as wait, I. Which band? Oh, As, as I, I Lay, lay dying. dying. No, he's out. He's out of jail now? He was never in jail for murder. He was in jail for putting a hit 
on his wife. Okay. Conspiracy Sorry. for murder. I thought he was... Big <laughs> difference, Kyle. Major fucking difference. He's a Christian, dude. He would never do that with his own hands. Yeah, my They're bad. a okay. Christian band with Christian values. Yeah. They hire but... real killers Sorry. to do their dirty work, dude. It was the dude who hired someone to kill his wife was yeah. the vocalist at the time. Yeah. And there was Absolute a circle sweetheart. pit. Absolute yeah. sweetheart. <laughs> Good guy. Obviously cares about people, you know? He would yeah. never let anything, any of his fans hurt each other, obviously. You know, he doesn't want to see anyone hurt. So, no, not by you him. know, clearly a very good guy in charge of that whole situation and said, create a circle pit and don't let anybody up. Uh, <laughs> so, I do wonder how much dude. He, I do wonder how much she tried to pay that guy to kill his wife. I have no idea, but right. I'm just we're saying, yeah, we're, it's a very memorable thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, like uh, the Travis Scott thing where it's like I when that happened, people were like, that would never happen in metal. I'm like, I've seen it happen in metal almost. Well, like, what like, are you talking a, about? There's a big difference between like metal and hardcore scenes. I would say the metal scene has so many more dumb shitheads in it. And the hardcore scene, most of those kids are just there to have a good time and are fun and aren't shitheads. But that scene does attract some of the worst kinds of people I've ever seen as well. Like, yeah, just fucking scary dudes who aren't there for the music. They are there to cause trouble. And that's like that's only like one percent of the people that attend those shows. But they kind of fuck it up for everybody. But when you bring that shit up, hardcore kids go, you don't know what you're talking about, man. You're a fucking poser. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I've been around that shit for people years act at like time. beat down crews aren't a thing. I've seen like, <laughs> I've seen grown men crowd kill teenage girls at hardcore shows. Like you shouldn't accept that as normal behavior to be like, oh, he just punched that fifteen-year-old lady in the back of her head. She was just trying to enjoy the concert. <laughs> yeah, and then but instead everybody was like, that was sick. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, well, you shouldn't have been standing so close to the fucking pit, dummy. Yeah. No. Uh, so I respect. Uh, knock loose for actually doing that normally i wouldn't uh be on board with being like yeah just kick him off the fucking tour but you know it is, it's uh who, who have they it, kicked off tours um i know yeah, there was I, one i know there was one band that got kicked off one of their tours because like two of the members got accused of like sexual misconduct yeah uh what was it stone stone yeah. However, before the tour, after members of Stone were accused of sexual assault allegations. Um, sexual assault. Oof. Yeah, the bad one. <laughs> I don't know. Both what are pretty bad, but <laughs> one's exponentially worse. <laughs> Just compared to murder, and I'm like sexual assault, the bad one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Is that yeah. the only band, or is there others? Uh, that's the only one listed on their wiki, I think. But I know there's more. There's been more. I like, you, and I, I don't know if you're... it's like a significant amount more or anything. I'm not saying oh, it's okay. like a lot more, but there's been more. I think there's probably just been bands that they refuse to tour with as well. Yeah. Like I, I mean, know that you know what's funny is that a lot of bands don't fuck with Norma Jean. Yeah. Because of their behavior. Okay, I don't. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know, know a whole ton about it, but yeah, it. I mean, Norma Jean, though, it is interesting to me, though. Like you said, I mean, because we're I, that's in episode four. I think we're gonna be talking about Norma Jean a little bit. Yeah. Um, but 
I do think it like or it's interesting earlier how you said like Norma Jean's like pretty much no original members at this point. Oh, and, it, like, it is none. And Noctilus is almost the exact opposite, where they've only lost one member, and the member who they lost, like he just kind of amicably left because he had other projects. Yeah, yeah, know? he just had other shit going on, and he was the front man in one of the other projects too. Like, from my understanding. Yeah, he has two other bands, I guess, is what I, from researching. It's uh, Cole Crutchfield. Mm -hmm. He's the one guy who left. And uh, people say it was just an amicable leaving. He tried doing it, like, they wanted to do it very quietly. They tried not really, like, making a big announcement or something. Cole just, I guess, posted something on Instagram about it, like, a few months after it finally happened, you know. Like, it was pretty quiet. He just, like... They put a new picture on their Apple Music page, and it was, like, a new member in the picture. Like, they didn't really announce it. People just sort of found out, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so people were like, was it bad at first? And then they just sort of found out it was really just Cole wanted to do other shit. And then reading up about it, he had two other bands, and he was the front man in one of them. Okay. And that's, like, I think more what he was interested in because, you know, he had... You know, if you're going to be the front man in one of your other bands, and if those bands are, like, doing okay, why not, right? I mean, it's more fun. It's more fun being a front man than it is a guitarist. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, but it's it also, I think, is a testament to the band itself and the members themselves as people, considering that they've been able to stick together like this for 10 years, you know? And, like, only really lose one member and still on good terms. And it wasn't yeah. anything to really do with them. Uh, they don't really fight as a band, apparently. They just kind of make these comp. They just make small compromises because everybody's ideas are good enough to where it's like it's easy for them to compromise. Apparently, is what so is what weird. I heard in an interview. Yeah, they're like we've never really had like a big blowout argument as a band or people. So it's been easy for them to like maintain. Uh, you know, just good relationships with the people you're making music with, which which is super important. Because if you just hate the people you're in the studio with, it really is not fun at a For certain sure. point. I mean, we all hear about bands where one person has to ride on their own bus or something, you know? Fucking Blink-182 oh, yeah. like, was, like, early on like that. They were riding on their own buses, you know? Like, it was, like, a known thing. Like, I mean, there there's many other bands, you know, but... It's yeah. like it's wild to think that there is bands that we go to see live, like some of these major artists who tour together on different buses. They all the members have their own buses and then they just show up and play together and don't really even talk at this point. Like, no, they're just kind of around each other during rehearsals and live shows. Yeah, that's <clears throat> wild to me that that's like a whole entire thing is like they just travel the world together and they're like yeah we don't really want to associate we're uh we're done doing that we were friends a long time ago and now we're just business partners like yeah i mean you definitely i mean if you're a if you're a band with a good like back catalog and a lot of records out you can definitely tour in a band like that and be fine but it's definitely not like conducive for making new music that is good but yeah. I don't know. Then again, the Eagles all fucking hated each other and they would just crank out great songs, dude. Yeah, I just also think like you're probably not going to have good chemistry on stage 
and stuff, you know, if you're all playing together. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe it's like if fake. you've manufactured it over the years and you really got it down to a science, then I guess you can. Yeah, dude, that can all be faked, especially as everybody's playing to click tracks and backtracks now for the most part. <laughs> so it's like, dude, you're not your live show is going to sound pretty good, even if you have a bad night. How slow do you think a knocked loose click track is on some of their songs? I bet. Oh, definitely. I bet their click tracks are wild because they just are. There's so many tempo changes that it's got to be almost. It's got to be weird for the drummer or hard for the drummer sometimes to like be 100% on point with that shit. Because like, dude, all those tempo increases and slowdowns, that shit is kind of hard to pull off perfectly. Yeah, it uh, it definitely. There's so many fucking like change ups in the sounds of their songs just going from like a heavy breakdown to like this weird dissonant chords all of a sudden just like yeah it, yeah um it's uh they do love a good dissonant chord i will say that knocked loose loves it who doesn't uh, though dude i'm i, I kind of love that they like made those popular again yeah because like uh, those like panicky like panic chords dude those mm -hmm. used to be everywhere in post-hardcore and hardcore music and metal music like in the mid-2000s early 2010s they'd and then be it everywhere kinda... so out of place a lot of the time too yeah yeah they they know how to knock loose knows how to use it right but like yeah that would just be everywhere and then like 2010 to like 2014 i never really heard it in that style of music anymore everybody yeah. kind of got into these like gentier more like low tuned riffs it started going then, like core yeah, yeah, or like just like progressive metalcore and shit like that. Everybody just kind of got like real technical. Everybody was mm -hmm. like, "How many notes could I play in this song?" Uh, and then Knocked Loose came along, and was like, "You know, you can guys can just down tune, but still have those fucking sweet ass panic chords, right?" And yeah, they, they also doing it. they kind of it felt like they sort of were they've been on the forefront of bringing hardcore back. I think. In hardcore music in general right now, they're the most notable name currently. I don't know yeah, a bigger name I mean, than them currently in hardcore. Maybe, 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 maybe Code Orange, but I don't think Code Orange mm -hmm. is as popular. Oh, Code, nah, Code Orange is probably more well-known, dude. They, Code Orange is on Roadrunner, dude. Touring with, maybe, like, Megadeth, yeah, dude. But, like, I don't know. Knocked Loose is, like, known by, like, chicks on tiktok who don't even listen to hardcore because of counting worms yeah i mean but that doesn't like, mean they're like, like fans they listen to it and those streams are streams i'm gonna see let's see even if has... they're listening to a couple songs or one or two songs you know what i mean like streams are streams at the end of the day and that makes your name bigger like those oh, people wait. know you nah you're you're totally right dude i am kind of shocked right now at code orange's monthly listener count it's not very high whereas knocked loose is like four times bigger actually you're right yeah i was gonna say i, I, was like, I, no, I really orange. would have assumed it was the other way around because code I orange feel like Kublai really... Khan might be bigger than code orange uh i mean let me check the monthlies yeah i mean i honestly i think kublai Khan might be bigger than code orange right now. yeah they, they are dude <laughs> they are I actually called it, dude like 600 yeah well, I think it was different. I think a lot of people stopped listening to Code Orange after their newest album because they kind of got into this weird, like, they stepped away from, like, the sound that they had on, uh, what's that first album by them? It's so heavy. They stepped away from the sound they had on Forever 
on underneath and kind of went to this weird like like it's still very heavy on a lot of songs but they also have like a lot of like industrial like nine inch nails kind of aspects in their music yeah, and I don't think, I think a lot of hardcore purists it, dude their new album is good like underneath is fucking sick but uh, I could see why a lot of hardcore kids stopped like fucking with them. I think that might happen with Gideon soon as well. Um, I know this is getting a little off topic when we talked about Gideon recently, um, but Gideon just put out their new album and it's got a lot of new metal vibes on it. And it's like they've been in the hardcore scene for years. Like Gideon's even toured with, uh, they've like toured with Knocked Loose and had uh, Brian Garris on a Gideon song. Yeah, um, wasn't well, isn't Gideon a Kentucky band as well? Alabama, 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 Bama. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Well, Bama. most of them are Alabama. Um, okay, some of the, some of the other members, I think, like the more modern members, I think, are uh, Nashville. They got a couple members who live in Nashville. One of them still lives in Alabama, uh, and then the other one lives somewhere else down south, right near them. Um, okay, but they're. Or, like originally the whole band is formed and created in alabama and from alabama technically um, yeah yeah so and, uh yeah that's interesting because like knock loose they're a kentucky southern beatdown metal yeah. they're yeah they're a kentucky band knock so loose it makes sense they kind of came from the same sort of areas it's a little southern yeah. you know yeah I yeah, mean, yeah i get it that obviously gideon's a little more down south but I think it makes sense that they sort of came together. They uh, they came from weird hardcore scenes that didn't have major hardcore scenes. Yeah. You know? Well, Knocked Loose was also like when they first got together and like first did like pop culture, they had uh, they just wanted to be road dogs like immediately. So they were just on the road constantly right away. Same That's kind of how they built up their fan base. Like people think they just kind of blew up really quickly. And I'm like, no, they really put a fuckload of work in. Yeah, um, but it's funny because like they're a Kentucky band and I was listening to that like interview with Brian Garris. Uh, did you hear him talk about the Oldham County hardcore merch that they have? No, I don't think I I might. Uh, I probably so, knock loose has it. like a bunch of merch that just says like Oldham County hardcore, which is like the county that they're from. And there is no Oldham County hardcore scene. They're like they're like 45 <laughs> minutes outside of any like music scene, but they just do it as like a joke because they thought like. They were like, as a young band, they were like, this will be funny, and it will probably, like, piss off some of, like, the old head hardcore guys, and it did. Like, they didn't appreciate it. It's so lame, like, to get mad Dude, over something so stupid. I love hardcore music, and I love uh, most of the people involved, but, like, anybody who's, like, a purist about anything, really, like, comedy purist, purist kind of fucking bug the shit out of me, too. So, yeah. when it comes to, like, anybody who's just, like, Oh yeah, these there's no room to like expand or try other things in this like I think that's why like hardcore is like so prone to becoming um like stagnant in terms of like evolving or sounding different. I just think that there's too many purists. I think that's also the hard part of it too is like and something that Knocked Loose is doing a really good job of is keeping it sounding like original hardcore but sort of giving their own spin on it like because brian garris has such unique vocals and you know these like weird sort of like they've got a sound where when you hear it even and without him screaming you're like this sounds like a knocked loose song you know it's like that 
those chug riffs and those dissonant chords and the way that they sort of layer them over each other and their breakdowns and like the lead up to the, even the opening of a song you can like it sounds like a knocked loose song yeah play uh sound. play counting worms to the listeners because this is a short song and it's one of my favorite like hardcore songs of all time uh it's ridiculously heavy and just yeah. kind of and funny because it has minute, it's like a minute and a half real quick before you start it this is like the song that kind of blew them up on the internet just this from the, for sure the song the memes it's just the arf arf part dude like mm -hmm. that made them well, so popular uh finn mckinty the youtuber used it in his youtube theme song for years now Who's uh that finn arf, McKinty? Arf, he is a he does the punk rock mba on youtube it's a youtube uh, channel yeah, yeah yeah no i love that he channel yeah and uh he uses that arf arf inside of his theme song and has for years and then that arf arf blew up on tiktok as well about a year or two after finn mckinty started getting some traction uh i think and so yeah. it made well, it dude. even more familiar to the people who had already heard it and then it also blew up in a different way for people who had never heard it. You know? Yeah, you know, it's funny real quick. When I uh, I was when I was first getting into Knock Loose, I hadn't heard that song yet, and I was like texting this girl, and I'm like, uh, I was like, yo, I just started getting into this band Knock Loose. Do you know like Do you know about them? They're fucking sick. And she just texts back in all caps, "Arf arf," and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was so out of context. I was like, what are you talking about? And then she linked me the song, and I was like, oh, that's heavy as hell, dude. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, it's literally a minute and 12 seconds. It's basically an interlude, essentially. Yeah. Like, when they put out the video for it, it they tied it in with their other song, Billy No Mates. Yeah. Well, it's it, like, that's how much of a no song that it is. Like, that's how, you know what I, that's how much it's not a song, is that they had to just tie it on to their other actual full song. Well, you know what I love about traditional hardcore bands? And, like, Terror is a fan phenomenal example of this. You can listen to the entire Terror discography in an hour and 20 minutes. All their songs yeah. are, like, 45 seconds to a minute, and I kind of fuck with that sometimes, dude, because the way they do it throughout the album, too, it's so cohesive, and it's just sick. Yeah, man, I love a nice 30 to 40-minute album. Uh, dude, their new like album is 12 songs, and it's, like, 17 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, the fucking new Gideon is 14 songs in about 45 minutes, and it's, like... I dude, mean, long, it's, it feels it feels long <laughs> like for a hardcore band, dude. Yeah, feels long, but it's all good. So it doesn't like it doesn't feel long, but it just sounds long for yeah, a hardcore I'm gonna, band album. I'm gonna listen to that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So counting worms, here, counting worms. There's literally two. It's, there's so few words in this song. I wrote a song about getting better. It's a feeling I can't remember. Counting worms. That's the whole lyrics for this song. And then it's just a big breakdown. <clears throat> yeah. And then just he a, just screams nice for a while and down. Goes, counting worms. God, dude, that song's so sick. See. then it slows down but yeah like it's like a with this song is a perfect example you can tell from the beginning like oh this is a knocked loose song you know like you hear like the fucking 
That's what I'm talking about. Those dissonant chords right out the gate. That's that. No, you know it's right you know it's interesting. You know how they're getting that sound. You know, like yeah. you know the top of a guitar headstock. You know where like when you touch the strings, there's all that tension right there. And if you actually like scroll across your pick, it makes that weird like bring kind of noise. Oh really? He's literally just going that 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 through a ton of like distortion and amp. It sounds like dissonant chords, honestly. Yeah, yeah, but no, he's just scraping like I didn't know about that until I saw a video of them playing that live and he's just like scraping those top like like all the string tension and I was like that's such a fucking unique idea. I never would have thought of that. It's how you get a unique sound, you know. Yeah. But it was paired up in the in the video with this song Billy No Man. Again, right there. Where went? Where went? Like that's the fucking those chords where I'm just like, this sounds like a knocked loose song, you know? Yeah. You or know Belleville. They're using the feedback in it, but it's still, you know, like they go for something like high pitch. It's like they used feedback there instead of dissonant chords. Yeah. I yeah. do love some good good feedback, dude. I feel like <laughs> I feel like every hardcore band like uses that shit to death. Yeah. Um No, something yeah. that I found that was like kind of interesting is like uh they had a show right before COVID uh that they weren't even supposed to play and then they ended up playing it and like it was like the sickest show that that they said they've ever done up to that point and like I don't know. Was there anything that you had going on before COVID where you almost didn't get to do it and you did? And you're like, thank fucking God that happened, dude. Uh, not really, man. Nah, me neither, dude. <laughs> COVID hit and I was just like, all right. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I lost a bunch of gigs, but other than that, you know, it was what it was. Yeah. I didn't get anything in that was, like, really sick right before COVID closed down. I think, like, the last – I don't know. I met Matt Bronger, like, the weekend that COVID started becoming a thing. Uh, that oh, was, like, yeah? One of the last shows I went to was, like, hanging out with Matt Bronger at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. Um, yeah. That's a pretty good time. Did you guys listen to Knock Loose together? Yeah, me and Matt Bronger. <laughs> Matt Bronger to, seems like he'd be a big, hardcore guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe shoegaze at most. Yeah. Um, which is where a lot of hardcore bands go after a while. Shoegaze? Uh, isn't that the thing, man? A lot of bands will go uh, over shoegaze. I mean, there's like Title Fight, but they were never a hardcore band. In my opinion, I always thought tar Title Fight was more of like a punk band. Fair enough. I think uh, there's some other bands that, uh, have speaking gone of which, towards there. A little bit. Speaking of which, uh, and these are kind of related topics since we brought up Title Fight, uh, is um, Knocked Loose is playing Coachella. Isn't yeah, that the most... No, I love that, dude. I love like when a band like that... Because I was listening to Brian Garris, and I really like related to him on this. He loves the feeling of having a crowd be in total shock watching his band play like he was talking about touring with the day to remember and like he was expecting yeah. it to not be that weird because you know a day to remember is like kind of heavy they have breakdowns but then you get to a day to remember show 
And it's just a bunch of girls that are there for that one acoustic song that they have. <laughs> so like knocked loose yeah. would go on stage and just sound the way they sound. And like jaws would be on the floor, Brian said. And I was like, yeah, I love that feeling too. Uh, but I really only get that nowadays through like, I don't know, saying a, a taking a joke too far in comedy. You know what I mean? Like that's, a, that's the only place I get that feeling, but yeah. I love that feeling. It's a, uh... It can be a fun feeling if it becomes rewarding. It can be a very defeating feeling if that audience doesn't give a fuck about you, though. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, absolutely. Um, depending. Like, there's also the times where you walk into the venue and, like, you see the people who are there and you're already like, fuck these people. Like, yeah. I mean, like, Honestly, though, sometimes like, every you see time... the audience and you're like, I... I don't know. Those are always my best shows for some reason. Every time I have like a negative, like every, every time I see an audience for the first time and I have like a like viscerally negative reaction, like, oh, they're going to hate me, dude. Like, look at these people. They, they're they not cool. I always have a fucking great set after that, dude. Like for some reason, like, I don't know why. And then sometimes I'll see a crowd and be like, how we find out you're a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> like every time I go into the red states, dude, I feel like I just, I'm gonna bomb. But I they all love me. Russian, nah, dude. Uh, I mean, fuck those people, but they are good crowds for comedy. Yeah. A little less touchy about they certain things. To anything? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you start talking about Jesus, dude. That's the thing uh, you really like. Yeah. They're like Republican crowds really aren't offended by too much, but you start talking about their religion, they get fucking pissed, dude. I haven't yeah, done religion material. Thing. I haven't done religion material though since I was like two years into comedy. Probably I like kind of got away from doing any of that shit. I got one bit, but it's because I have a cross tattoo that I got when I was sixteen. So it's about yeah. that whole situation. Um, okay, so, so um, uh, but the yeah. the point of me bringing up them playing Coachella is there's like a photo of Title Fight playing Coachella that went viral, of like. And you can just Google it. Just Google title fight Coachella and it's the first photo that comes up. But it's a bunch of people like crowds, uh, uh, crowd surfing and like stage diving onto a bunch of like festival girls who didn't really know what title fight was or is. And they're just like, the f look at these girls' faces in the front of that picture. They're just like, <laughs> so not having a good time. They look pissed. Dude, they're legitimately bummed out. They're like, we should have went to... I can't believe we skipped Taylor Swift to go see this shit, dude. What the fuck? Um, so I can only imagine how much worse it's going to be when Co when Knocked Loose plays Coachella, dude. It's going <laughs> like, to be intense, man. I really hope they play like right after like Taylor Swift or somebody huge like that, like... There's I hope no that they, way they do that. I know. I think they I, put them after like somebody pop punk or something. I just hope they don't get put like at noon on that day. I hope they get like a good slot time and like a lot of people get to experience that because no it's going to be get a good slot time. Probably not, but it's going to be really fucking <laughs> funny to see videos of that live. I can't wait yeah. till like that happens and the live videos come out. It's going to be interesting at the very least. Yeah, I mean, it's always interesting to see. But that just shows how much bigger Knocked Loose is than any other hardcore band out there right now. Because it's like no other hardcore band is even on that festival. Like they're oh, the yeah. only one, right? Like they're the only one. I think so. I mean, there's probably like a couple big metal bands on it, but there's nobody that's hardcore. 
Yeah, I don't think there's anybody else like knocked loose on there. I'm about to look it up and just see for the sake of it. Yeah, I mean, that's just going to be a funny thing for people to deal with. Because, like, I don't know, There's all those, like those festivals suck, stuff. There's no hardcore, though. Okay. <laughs> Idris Elba. <laughs> He's a what? DJ, I forgot. Oh, really? Idris Elba is going to be at Coachella. He's a DJ. He's been a DJ for years. Like, before I... he was an actor, he was a DJ. I didn't know that about Idris Elba, but that's fucking awesome, yeah. dude. I wonder if he fuck... <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Idris Elba dude, that's with... like, before he was ever an actor, he used to be a DJ. And, like, he's been DJing the whole time he's been an actor, too. He'll just go to nightclubs randomly, like, and be like, hey, I want to DJ tonight. And they'll be like, okay, you're huh. Idris Elba. Like, yeah, like, I had no idea about that. That's to, crazy. Like, that used to be how he made his living when he was younger, dude. And so, but that's so funny. I just looked at the Coachella lineup, and Idris Elba is there. Imagine Idris Elba opens for Knocked Loose. No. <laughs> I I was just gonna say, like, it would be really funny if Idris Elba like caught their set and became a fan. Dude, that's be, not gonna happen. Same day. No, what no. What day is Knocked Loose on? Uh, I, I forgot that Coachella is not just one day, like a fucking warp tour. Yeah, I don't. Oh, Coachella's see their name nine here. days. Well, there's, dude, there's Jesus nine days. I'm, yeah, I'm not. It's not surprising that. But it. Eh. Oh well, no, it's it's April fourteenth through sixteenth, and then twenty first through twenty third. That's weird that they label it like that. Okay. Yeah, it's returning to the desert, Calvin Harris. Knocked Loose is on Sunday, April 16th and 23rd. Same day as Frank Ocean. They're opening for <laughs> Frank Ocean. That's sick. That's fun. <laughs> That's hilarious, so, dude. I'm like looking at people who are probably on their tier or below those days. And I don't know if I... None of these bands I really recognize as being hardcore bands. So. Yeah, I really don't think... Uh... Oh well, I guess scowl. I think the only scowl. Okay. Maybe scowl's yeah, on right. the Saturday Fair day. Enough. Yeah. Well, I'm just. I was just looking. I said what what heavy bands are on Coachella, and it's just knocked loose, Soul Glow, and Scowl. That's it. So that's <laughs> this is on MetalInjection.net, and then the thing under the headline says the rest are not very metal it's like yeah <laughs> it's coachella dude of course that's not. hilarious yeah man yeah it's gonna be a weird day at nah at a uh, coachella that day whoever else is on stage because it's like man i i don't imagine i wonder who's closing that stage out uh willow maybe or just um, like imagine following them on the same willow stage. is pop punk now i guess oh um, yeah i i've her music's really not bad, but I'm just it's like... It's not, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, I guess, you know, technically... I'm not like, going to listen to it because you grew up a fucking, like, with $400 million. Like, I don't care about your pop punk music now, dude. You're not rebellious. You're not mm -hmm. cool to me. I just don't give a fuck about your... Sh it's like... It's like You're the rebelling same thing against where... your million-dollar parents. Your yeah. million-dollar parents. Well, it's, it's similar reasons I, like, I won't listen to MGK's shit either. Because I'm like, yo, it's not that bad. But there's also like a billion other bands that have been grinding it out for years that are a million times ahead of what yeah. they're doing. So why would I fucking waste my time? For sure. But 
All right, man. I think that's pretty much our deep dive on Knocked Loose. I don't know. I don't know how much we even really got to here. <laughs> we were all over the place. Uh, yeah, we kind of were all over the place. I don't know 